Hey there, welcome to day 20 of our Get Up and Go Challenge. Sharon Horn Elstrom here, and today we're going to hop right into the S of our SOAP framework for the area and aspect of our life. Remember, we've got the seven key areas and aspects of our life you're using all the time. For my keys, my keys to remember what they are, to carry them around so that I don't get sidelined and I just focus on one area of my life without paying attention to the others. I personally have a propensity to focus entirely on work and things that have... Um, something to do with business and growing businesses and working much to still my children's dismay because that's what always worked for me. I grew up, my dad was a, a workaholic. <laughs> he had a corporate job and had a bunch of businesses on the side. And lo and behold, I followed in the same footsteps. I had worked in corporate America for over a quarter century. And then uh, on the side, I always had some business or other going. And 35 years of that was an Italian food manufacturing business. That was the most long-term not the most stable, but the most long-term business as I was working in corporate America. I uh, started that with my sister. We bought into an Italian food manufacturing, uh, bought a gentleman's recipes and business from him and his wife in the late 80s, mid-80s. Mid-80s was probably the mid-1980s and ran that until 2016. So lots of, lots of emphasis on work for me. Well, relationships and my mental, emotional, spiritual, uh, my contribution, my, you know, financial was pretty much where all, and was where all my emphasis was put in physical and everything else pretty much got ignored to my detriment, I might add. Um, you know, you, we always think we're doing the right thing at the time until something happens to remind us that we're not doing the right thing. We're not paying attention to things that are really, truly important. So what's the ask for relationships? Now there's all kinds of relationships, right? Um, and S stands for our story or our situation. So what story and situation are we telling ourselves about our relationships? Well, the first thing we need to do, and we you know, normally I take an in-between day, but I want to start getting these knocked out. We've got Christmas and the holidays um, coming up. So I want to make sure we don't shortchange anything because I know everybody gets busy this time of year. Um, so our story, what story are we telling ourselves about our relationships? What is our current story? What's now happening? And what do we want to have happen? And we're gonna use a tool called the imaginary friend tool. And I have a, a personal affinity to this tool and I'll share that with you in a minute, but let's think about what type of relationship are we gonna apply this tool to? What type of relationship do we wanna look at? We've looked at in past challenges, I've looked at, I'm gonna cheat and use my notes. I've looked at my relationship with myself. I've looked at my relationship with respect to an, an intimate, intimate or partner relationship. I tell you, that one was the hardest one for me. Um, since I've been divorced and things, you know, we always have head baggage to deal with with some of this stuff. So that one was that one was definitely a challenge for the challenge for me to do. Uh, I've done a, hiring a VA, hiring a team member, getting team members on our team or who is the next person we need to help us move to the next level we want to move to in any area or aspect of our life. We can hire an assistant, not for our business. Maybe we hire an assistant for our personal life. I'm to the point where with my vision, I need to hire an assistant to help me with certain key aspects of everyday living. You know, it's amazing. I can still get laundry and things done. So I'm going to have to do those things, but I'm not there yet. So those type of relationships. We have different levels of relationships, right? And how connected we are to other people. You know, there's our intimate relationship. There's our immediate family, you know, our kids. I like to include my kids, my grandkids, my, my parents, their grandparents, all in our immediate family. And then there's the extended family, all of our 
aunts, uncles, cousins. Then there's different levels of friendship, right? There's there's strangers, people we don't even know. There are people that are our acquaintances, people that we see in passing or we interact with maybe on social media. They might be acquaintances. We can also, you know, depending on how tight the relationship is, consider them friends. Then there's, you know, um, peers, co-workers, and we have to figure out where these people fit. But today we just want to pick who are we going to work with, what relationship. And so I decided I'm going to apply right before this call, my imaginary friend tool to my relationship with my kids. So I'm going to use that to look at what my story is now and what I want my story to be. Now, I, I had an imaginary friend. I don't know if many people admit they had an imaginary friend. Found out um, when my dad passed away that he had an imaginary friend named Albertson Roberts when he was a little boy for, for years. He had a, a little imaginary friend named Albertson Roberts. And I think it was because his siblings were older and he had all, you know, one brother who was eight years older than him and a lot of sisters. And so as an escape, I think he, he created this imaginary friend. I created an imaginary friend when I was a child. We had moved to a new house when I was like eight out in the country. It was a big old scary farmhouse and it wasn't really far out in the country, but it was out in the country to a, a you know, three, six, seven, and well, no, it'd be seven, eight, and nine year old. It was it was in the country. It was a big spooky house, had radiator heating, it made noises and clanking and banging, which to little girls sounded like ghosts at night. So I created this imaginary friend who was George, a sea captain. No idea why. Maybe because I was eating too much Captain Crunch or something at the time. But uh George the sea captain became my imaginary friend. And as I got a little older, I used him to keep my sisters out of my room. I said that George, the sea captain, the ghost of George, lived in my closet. And that meant my sisters were scared to go in there and borrow clothes and things and toys. And they pretty much stayed out of my room unless there was a thunderstorm. And then all four of us ended up in the twin bed in my room. But George was my imaginary friend. And when I started doing the challenges this year, I was like, all right, what are some tools that I've used in the past that really helped me? Talking to my imaginary friend, either in my head or out loud, got me through my teenage years, right? Got me through the chaos that is, you know, adolescence for teen girls. And especially in a house full of teen girls, because not only were my friends always at our house, but uh, my sisters, but my friend, and all of our friends were always at our house. So it was like, my dad used to joke that it was his little harem because he'd come home and he never knew how many girls were actually going to be at the house. He figured between four or five with my mom and, and 20, depending on what was going on in our house. And, and he liked it that way. I mean, he put a pool in when we were young so that he would make sure the kids did come to our house so he didn't have to worry about us because he knew where we were. So our tool today is what I call the imaginary friend or phone a friend. If you got a friend, you can call up and talk to about your story, what's going on with you right now and what you really want it to be. And you can be 100% open and honest and candid with that person. Go ahead and call up a friend and do it with them. There's a power to talking out loud about things that we're thinking about. There's, it's like if you ever write a, a speech or an email or something, it's totally different when you write it and read it in your head than when you read it out loud. It's when you read it out loud that you see the, the flaws in your thinking, the run-on sentences, the punctuation or the spelling errors, or the flow errors, because when you're saying it, it sounds differently than when you're writing it. So today, our assignment, our action item, our tool is to talk to our imaginary friend about our current story, our current situation, and about what we want it to be. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to George and I'll give just a short little couple examples here um, about how I will talk to George out loud. I'd say, hey, George, long time no see, literally, because I can't see very well and he's a ghost, so he's pretty translucent. Uh, and and we just start bantering about and and talking about, you know, what have you been up to, George? Where have you been haunting? And then I would ask him, hey, you got a minute so I can run an idea or some things past you? He always says yes. He's my imaginary friend. So he's always very kind, very cooperative, very polite, um, and, you know, very helpful, right? And very wise, much wiser than I, because he gets access to all of the people and places and things that I might not ever have access to. So I would say, George, you know, I want it. I'm, this is what's going on with me and the kids. I've been getting feedback from the kids lately. They've been telling me that they think that I don't listen to them or, or I try to stuff down their feelings and I don't let them feel the way they want to feel. Both my daughter, who is seven months pregnant, by the way, and my son um, have in the past week or so told me, hey, mom, stop. You're lecturing and you're not letting me say what I want to say about this situation. You know, all of our lives are really stressful right now. Everybody on the planets, I think, is due to all this COVID stuff. And, you know, here in America, we've got all the political stuff and craziness going on and the shutdowns and the, you know, the, the fear of people's negative behavior towards one another. And I think that it's taking a toll on everyone. So the kids have both told me as they've been talking to me about different things that on more than one occasion, I, I go right to telling them what they should do, lecturing them. They can, they call it lecturing them, George. Can you imagine that? Me lecturing them or telling them what to do or being momly or overly momly? <coughs> Guilty. So I just, you know, I, I'm trying to separate out and then let them feel the feelings that they're feeling and experience their lives and the things that they are experiencing. But you know, it's so hard because I don't want them to be hurt. I don't want them to be sad. I don't want them to be stressed or challenged or frustrated or worried about jobs and incomes and babies and kids and custody and all kinds of other things that they're worried about. And so then George would listen for out and he'd say, well, Sharon, what is it that you want? What do you want your relationship with the kids to be like? And I would say, I want it to be that they know I love, respect, and trust and that they're, they can live their own lives and are, are more than capable of making their own decisions that they can take care of themselves and they in turn know that I can take care of myself uh, and they don't need to worry about me and I don't need to worry about them and that I'm always here to be a pillar of love and support for them in any way, shape, or form that they need. Any help that they need, I'm here to help them. And so that's kind of how our conversation would go. And I'll, I'll George and I'll have a little chat after this video and we'll talk about that and we'll talk about it out loud because as I say things out loud, I think, oh my God, I totally do that. I totally jump right to here's the solutions to the problem that you're describing to me when sometimes they just like want to vent they just want to get it out it's like um I, I don't know if, if men experience this but women tend to experience a lot at least i did in my relationships and in my marriage i would talk about a problem i didn't want my ex-husband to tell me how to deal with it or solve the problem i just wanted to vent and get it out for me and i am guilty of venting to my son for decades about different business challenges and things that and just not wanting him to solve them for me but just vent and get them out so my kids have definitely with respect to reciprocity listen to me talk about business challenges and issues more than i've ever let them talk to me and vent to me about it so i i'll have to come up with some, with some ways we'll have to come up with some solutions which is 
the remainder of the soap framework of how I can go from where I am now in my relationship with my kids to where I want to be in my relationship with my kids. So today, our action item is to have a little conversation with your imaginary friend out loud. Find someplace quiet. Go in the bathroom where people, you know, around you and in your life won't think you're a little crazy because you're talking to yourself. Uh, or call a friend, phone a friend and do the same thing. But it's got to be a friend that you can be 100% open and honest about your current situation, how you're feeling, what's going on, what you're hearing, what you're getting for feedback, and then your absolute positive desired situation where you don't feel um, pressured to think about how you should behave or what you think your story should be, but what you really truly from the bottom of your heart want your story to be. All right, that's our challenge for today. Go out, have fun with this one. I'm going to see if I can't uh, knock, knock, and talk to my dad's imaginary friend, Alberts and Roberts today. Alberts and Roberts, I love that. Um, George never got a last name. At least I don't remember his last name if he, if he did. I think I just always called him George. I got to tell you, imaginary friend can work wonders on dealing with people that you don't want to deal with. All right, have a great day. I'll be with you tomorrow with the next day, the O in our SOAP framework for relationships. And it'll be me and my relationships with my kids. All right, take care.